So um, welcome to another episode of Late Night with Tamir Benelli. And today we have Miriam Hodder, who's studying cognitive science at McGill. And she's also Jewish. Normally, I would not uh, include the religion in the introductions. But today we are talking about religion. So I thought that would make sense. And thank you um, for coming. I'm really looking forward to this episode today. Thanks, Tamir, for having me. No problem. So to get it started, how religious would you say you are? I wouldn't say I'm very religious. Um, I would say in the middle of the spectrum. So not not completely religious, but mm-hmm. still eating kosher, uh, still going to synagogue and praying every once in a while on the high holidays. Uh but on a daily basis, not doing, uh, not practicing very much. Okay. And do you do like, like Shabbat and all that? I do. Uh, every Friday night, I do have dinner with my family, sometimes with extended family also. But it's more about getting people together, getting the family together than really uh, celebrating the end of the week as we do in the Jewish religion. Okay, so but do you still like go on your phone and, and all that stuff? Yeah, okay. I do. Still go on my phone, still drive, uh, still spend money because usually we're not allowed. <laughs> um, but basically my limit is I don't do anything that affects me in a negative way. So if I want to spend money, I'm going to spend money. If I want to go on my phone on Shabbat, I'm still going to do it because... <clears throat> then it takes away the whole value of, of practicing the whole value of doing Shabbat is if, if it's not enjoyable, then I won't do it. Mm. Yeah. I, I like that perspective a lot. I, honestly, it's the first time that I heard that because everyone else, it's more like, these are the rules and like, um, I have to follow them. So exactly. I, I kind of like that you're doing what it's actually meant for in the first place. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense because I have parents that are not super strict with religion. I don't have to follow everything to the T. Uh, there are some things that they're more strict about, like eating kosher, um, eating un- non-kosher outside of the house. Those are things that they're more strict with. Uh, but in general, I don't mind eating kosher. I mean, it's also a, a healthier way of eating, a more natural way of eating. Uh but yeah, as long as it doesn't affect my day to day in a negative way, then I'm I'm okay with it. And so, like your current level of religiosity, like eating kosher and going to synagogue and all that, would you say that's more because it's your parents' beliefs that you grew up with, or you actually like on your own believe that? I mean, if I was born into another family who had a different religion, like I would be following what they would do because. Mm-hmm growing up you you only know what you're what you learn and religion I mean I went to a Jewish school I learned everything there you learn what to do what not to do so it's also about not feeling judged by the community if you don't do a certain thing if you're not eating kosher if you don't go to synagogue on the high holidays you're doing things because your environment is also doing it and you don't want to draw negative attention if you're not doing it so you kind of have to find a balance. So not doing something, not doing anything I don't want to do, but also being respectful to my religion um, and to my family. Eventually, when I have my own home, uh, you know, my parents are going to come over for supper 
and we, you know how we don't mix meat and milk so yeah. if down the line i choose to become less religious it'll also make my parents uncomfortable so it's also it's finding a balance without making my family uncomfortable and let's say that wouldn't happen like the the stigma or other people being uncomfortable would you still choose to do what you currently do um i mean it's nice to believe in something so whether it's in a religion or some higher being um at the end of the day we're not going to know if there is a god or there isn't a god like you can say there's as much proof there there is tons of proof that there is a god but there is also proof that makes it also unlikely at the end of the day we're most likely not going to find out if there is a god or not at least not in our lifetime so why not just believe in something why not believe that there's somebody out there who's looking out for us um so it's 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 weird because you're 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 brought up a certain way following these certain customs and traditions. So at the end of the day, for me, it's not, I don't look at Judaism and see a religion. I see uh, a community, a way of living, values that come with it. It just so happens that it's religion that brought all of this. So I guess without religion, um, I would still like to have these aspects in my life. It's just that's what religion is what's driving all these things at the moment. Okay, yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So I guess you like kind of having something that, like, something that connects you to kind of a belief system, or so I guess, like, you instead of let's say going to synagogue on high holidays, instead of like just seeing that as oh, I don't feel like going into this building and like yeah. sitting down here for four hours, it's more like you see it as something higher, like. You know, I'm yeah. doing this to connect with with like uh, God or uh, my belief system. Mm-hmm. It's nice to feel also like when I go to synagogue, it's not because I don't want to. And I guess it's also different because I'm a woman. Men have uh, maybe a stronger obligation to go to synagogue. Like my dad and my brother, if I didn't go with my mom, it wasn't that big a deal. Um, so I always, I had the option not to go when it came to higher holidays. It was nice to go because I mean, it's once, twice a year, which is nothing too crazy for a few hours that makes it enjoyable going every week, which is what some people do for me. That would be not enjoyable would take out the whole experience. Um, but yeah. Okay. Pretty interesting. Um, also for raising, uh, you know, like kids or your family with religion, do you think that you should kind of, I don't know if like using the word force is the best, but kind of like bringing up, you know, like your kids with your religion, do you think that's the better way to go or kind of say like, this is what I believe in. And here are some things that other p- people believe in. And then you could kind of choose your own way with all the facts. And like, what do you think makes more sense? For me, I mean, I've been thinking about this lately. Religion is going to fade. Like if we just look at the last like two generations above us. So you have your parents and you have your, your, your grandparents before then. My grandparents were extremely religious. They, I don't know, maybe the chain has been like broken down like over many years. And 
um, like the older we get, the less we remember and the less we pass down to our kids. So even the amount of knowledge that my parents have um, as to why we do certain things, why we practice certain certain traditions, um, I don't I don't know as much as they do or as my grandparents did. And I think that with time, that's going to go away. In my opinion, there's still going to be people who are ultra religious where that change, that chain is a lot more rigid. Uh, but when it comes to raising my own kids, it's it's whatever you believe. It's, I'm going to tell them you're Jewish. I'm Jewish. Mm. I believe in a God. I'm going to let you figure that out. A lot of people these days are very strict on not wanting to change opinions on the way that they see life, on believing in God. At some point, I didn't think there was a God. But it was nice to know that I could change my mind on that. Mm. You know, just because you believe in something so strongly doesn't mean you should be close-minded to other things and only believe in that and don't look at anything else. I want my kids to figure it out, just like how I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, I agree with you. Also on the thing with religion feeding, I've been noticing that also like in my family and other people that I know, like, yeah. the, like my grandparents, sometimes they like give my parents shit for like not doing enough. <laughs> and then it goes like one step down, like to us, you know, yeah. like, did you not do this on Passover? And then like, it keeps going. It's like weaker and weaker as you exactly. go down. Exactly. <laughs> it's nice to know people who are Jewish. It's nice to like make fun of certain stories also that are kind of ridiculous. Like, even just looking, opening up the the Torah, there's a lot of like super ridiculous stories, which which that in itself makes it super hard to yeah. accept that those stories were real. And I've heard even like rabbis say, I don't believe that, you know, the Adam and Eve story is true. I don't believe that that happened. Just all these stories are just lessons. Like yeah. you tell a kid, which yeah, like symbolic. What it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Also, I think part of what makes it hard for some people for Judaism is that all the like most of the ceremonies and all that are in Hebrew. So yeah. like for me, like the rare times that I do have to go to synagogue, <laughs> I don't understand a word. Right. So I feel like sometimes maybe if I did, I might be a bit less, you know, like avoidant of going to synagogue. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I wonder if that maybe, you know, to help younger generations be more like enthusiastic they might want to do maybe half half or bring in more english or something maybe. yeah i mean the, the on the during our passover seder we read half hebrew and some people read it in english so people can like feel more a part of the seder but at synagogue you really don't have that which is also interesting like why don't they make more of an effort to be more inclusive maybe at like maybe at less religious synagogues like more um like less orthodox uh synagogues maybe they do i know sometimes there's speeches and some let women go up to the uh go go up and pray also which is not usually something that you see like there's different synagogues also i don't know it's it's odd that they restrict it just to hebrew especially since a lot of the population doesn't speak hebrew yeah, I, I wonder, I honestly have no clue, but I wonder if it's only Judaism that does that. Because I know that Christianity, like they completely do whatever language is spoken where yeah. you really are. I'm not sure about like Islam. I have a feeling they're also only in Arabic, but mm -hmm. I, I have no clue. Like that's a complete guess. Exactly. 
Me neither. Me neither. Just speculating. But it, de- it definitely should be so- like if they wanted to reach a bigger population and wanted people like us to not be bored for hours in a synagogue, yeah. I think they would make more of an effort. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And oh, one thing I see some value in religion is that I think it could help you be less afraid of death. So I think if you're able to convince yourself that you believe in, you know, like God and a religion, then you might be less scared of death. I don't know if I'm so able to convince myself all that, but I feel like if I can, I would be. So since you do believe in God and, and uh, Judaism, I guess, to an extent, do you think that it helps you to, to be less afraid of death? You would think, you would think. I mean, that's the whole like thing about believing in something. Believing is is thinking something exists without ever really knowing. So I don't know. I mean, I've had I had someone uh, pass away recently, someone very close to me, and I was speaking to my family about it last night, and we were talking about like hearing, um, like seeing things that remind you of the person. So thinking like oh, like the bird outside, is that the person who passed away trying to communicate? Like there's all these things that you'll really only see if you're looking for them. So some people choose to believe in these things because it gives them more comfort. Maybe it makes the grieving process less uh, less bad. Um, but when it comes to facing death in the future, yeah, maybe it gives us more comfort knowing that A, we'll be with uh, other people who passed away will be reunited with them and be that will be taken care of that there's I mean there's heaven and hell and you're, you're hoping we're, we're gonna go to, to heaven we don't really know but like I said before if we're never gonna know might as well believe in something that makes you more comfortable here and doesn't make you lose sleep over it, over it mm-hmm. while we're still on earth what do you think yeah I kind of agree but it I feel like I have to actually believe it. I yeah. might have to like try to <laughs> to find a way to believe in that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would bring me comfort, but I, you can't like half believe in it to bring yeah, you comfort. No, you have sure. to truly believe in it, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, you can't convince an atheist to just believe in God so that they're more comfortable on earth. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. You believe what you believe and you your beliefs are subject to change. But again, you can't convince someone to just magically believe in in something. But I wonder if, like, if we took a survey of all atheists, I wonder if they would say, if they would be happier than, like, the average human being who does believe in some spiritual being. I wonder if they're happier, less happier. I don't know. I don't know if it affects their their state, like, not believing that it not believing in like life after death i'm not saying they all believe in that but just in general for those who do i don't know they'd probably be less happy if i had to guess that's what you would assume <laughs> right but and also like the like i don't know just from the limited atheists i have met i mean they don't seem completely unhappy they're okay with that it's just uh you would think that they they would be unhappy but might not necessarily be the case yeah, I mean, maybe like, what do you think? Because you said at one point that you weren't sure if there was a God, what made you like start to believe again? Uh, a conversation with a friend of mine 
which inspired um inspired me to believe in something even though I knew I because at the time I the way I was thinking was you know there are so many things that go against their the possibility of there being a god that that's all I was thinking is that like there's no god for so 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 in reason so 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 in reason um but if you look at it the other way there's also a lot of things showing that there is possibly a god so just depends the way that you look at it so yeah I had a conversation with a friend saying if believing in something higher than you believing in something that's protecting you looking over you watching over you knows like that you're gonna be okay if that brings you comfort why not believe in it because you're never gonna know what the true answer is but that yeah that's what influenced me that's kind of how I feel at the moment but also subject to change yeah I I could see that (laughs) I guess that that friend has a lot of power yeah Yeah. they were able to make you uh, change your mind like that well the reason why I took what they said to heart is because they were also like hesitating on their being God so that that's when if it's someone trying to convince me that there is a God like with all due respect it's not gonna it's not going to be as valuable as someone who's also questioning and open to finding out more and believing in different things and not someone who's like just trying to convince me that there is or isn't a God. And do you think also that your the views that you have right now in your lifestyle, do you think it would be like very different if you were raised in like a Christian family or even like an atheist family or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I have any rights in choosing how religious I am. If I was born into a family that was super religious, a super religious Christian family, I would be super religious and Christian. Uh, I mean, everyone has like different paths in life, but 100% your environment has a huge impact on it. So no, if I was born into like a Christian family, I don't think I would, you know, deep down, uh feel Jewish or anything like that. It's your environment, it's the way you grow up, it's the people you grow up with, and you don't you don't know any better to believe otherwise. You don't get to pick your religion. I mean you can, you can convert, but it's really only people who like look into all the religions and choose, but who really does that? Okay. I mean and yeah, but I mean like for me personally, I actually like kind of my family is, they used to be a lot like the things you're saying. Like that was like 10 years ago, like exactly my family. And I feel like me and my family have kind of shifted down a bit recently. So I think sometimes things could change. But yeah, most of the time I feel like it doesn't. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of, I mean, as a family, if you're like maybe over time, it can change. I mean, I definitely, if you're born into a religious family, there's people who like mm. completely like leave the house and don't want to, don't want to be super religious. Definitely that, that happens. I just feel like it's a lot more rare than people who just grow up. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, I guess like the, like the odd one out or something. Yeah. Like the exception yeah. to the rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. If I just look at the Jewish community that I know, I mean, there are people who are like a lot more religious, people who are a lot less religious, but I like, at least from the people I know, everyone is like, you know, 
uh, doing Shabbat or going to synagogue and they're okay with that. And if you ask them if it's meaningful to them, they would probably say, yeah, but they could also see themselves like not doing it. Or mm-hmm. doing anything else. They do it because they've been taught that. It's how they've been growing up. And some people don't like, don't question why they do it, when they do it or how they do it. They're just used to it. I think for me, if you do think it's meaningful, I think it's great and you should continue but I think there are some people that like don't really like it and they don't see a meaning, but they just do it. Yeah. I think if you're in that category, I don't really see such a value in doing it because yeah. I, I feel like it kind of defeats the purpose. Exactly. Exactly. If you're if you're keeping Shabbat and you're not going on your phone all day, you're not watching TV, you're not driving in the car, but you're miserable. How valuable is the act that you're actually doing? I don't know, maybe maybe if there is a God, he doesn't care if we think it's meaningful. Maybe it's just the fact that we do it that's meaningful enough. I don't know, we don't know. But I would agree from like a more objective standpoint, you would think it should mean something to you. You should be like happy doing these things for it to yeah. be justified. Yeah, like if you're doing like Yom Kippur, which maybe I should give some context I don't know if I could explain it as well as you, but it's basically a day where you're supposed to fast. And I think it's like to reflect on like the, the things you've done wrong. Is that it in the last year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're also judged, judged. Or th- that's what we're told that happens. We're judged on like the acts that we've done in the past and we're supposed to reflect on them and ask for forgiveness. And it's like, a, basically a long day of reflection and being extremely hungry because <laughs> <laughs> i've seen people that they you know like they fast and, and they have all like the lights off and everything yeah but they just play board games and like go for walks and they keep complaining about how hungry they are exactly. and the second it reaches like 24 hours they do like a whole feast and they're like yeah i could watch tv again so i'm like what's the point of that honestly Exactly. I don't see any value if that's the way that you do it. Do you fast on on that day? No. No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, if you ask me why I fast, it's because everyone else does it. Like it's as dumb and as embarrassing as it is to admit it. That that's why I do it is because my family does it. My extended family does it. The whole synagogue does it. It would be like extremely noticeable if I were to not to not do it especially since my boyfriend's family is is also a lot more religious so there would definitely be not saying necessarily from them but from the community definitely would be judgment for not going to synagogue or not or or not fasting or using the car or anything like that okay but do you actually like reflect on no (laughs) no (laughs) no of course not of course not (laughs) Of course not. I how do you how do you even reflect? I don't know. You're hungry. You're extremely <laughs> hungry. You're just waiting, counting the hours, counting the seconds until you can eat again. It's I don't know. Maybe for other people they do reflect. I I it is time for me where my parents take time off from work and I spend the day with them. I'll spend time with my siblings. We'll play games. That's that's what's like more enjoyable for me, not the fasting, not necessarily the reflecting. So at the end of the day, everyone makes empty promises for for the upcoming year, right? Oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to speak bad behind someone's back. I'm not going to say any mean things. But obviously you're going to 
do that at least once, at least once. So yes, it's nice to reflect. It's nice to be aware of what you've done and what you don't want to do, but it's, it's too dramatic. It's too dramatic fasting for all that, for the whole day. It's, it's too much. It's not, yeah. it's not productive. I feel like you might be doing Yom Kippur better if you actually reflect, but like eat, and, yeah. and drive and but like I feel like you would actually be doing what it's meant for way more exactly exactly yeah, yeah I would definitely agree with that yeah and uh what are some things that you do like about Judaism specifically Judaism as a religion not much in all honesty because if I really reflect on what I like about being Jewish, it's more about the community and the values that it, uh, that it represents. But if, like, if you look at Christianity, I mean, in terms of values that you get, you, they're very similar in terms of mm-hmm. the, um, the feeling of being a part of a community, you can get that in another religion. So what's specific to being Jewish I don't know, maybe being a really small minority is also um, maybe makes me stronger in terms of my character. Um, Not taking things for granted. It's also, I don't know, it's getting out of a Jewish school made me realize that I wasn't as attached to Mm -hmm. my religion as I thought I was. Meeting people from other religions who also shared... um, similar similar values similar feelings of community these are things that i think i could get elsewhere so i don't know but yeah for for now not determined what i like uh, about being jewish so i I guess you would you like i guess following a religion in general i guess so i like the customs that come and the traditions that come with the religion also they're just fun not because they're particularly meaningful like eating matzah on passover it's fine like once in a while it's fine could i see myself not doing it absolutely i could i see myself doing uh doing any other tradition from another religion yeah probably i don't know there's some sort of like pride that also comes with being jewish that a lot of people i think do share because like we've been through a lot we've struggled a lot and we're here and that's pretty cool um but actually enjoying the religion less less maybe because I'm less connected because I'm I don't go to synagogue as often I don't know it's hard to tell and I guess on the other hand are there some things that you wish you could change about Judaism to make it a better experience overall I wish I could change I wish people wouldn't be as judgy for not like I completely agree yeah it's awful like especially like in I mean there's the West Island it's less judgy there's Cote St. Luke that's like you know where Cote St. Luke is it's further further I I live there so there you go so (laughs) like it's known for the gossip the drama the oh, did you hear what the son of the of the daughter of the kid, you hear what he did? He didn't go to synagogue. He didn't wear the right shoes on, on Yom Kippur. Just like the amount of gossip and like negative comments that are spread. 
in the Jewish community, I mean, it's like incredibly high, especially in that area. And judging people for not being more religious or not eating kosher or anything like that, it's awful. So in that way, these the people judging are kind of what's keeping the religion like in order. I mean, if I if I knew I wasn't going to be judged for not fasting, of course I would fast. And then like eventually religion would like fade, fade at, a, at, a, at a quicker rate. But because there's the comments, because there's people who make you feel uncomfortable or who make you feel like you're less a part of the community if you do X, Y, and Z, it kind of forces you to behave a certain way and act a certain way and believe in certain things. So yeah, that's definitely something I would change. We do have a lot of holidays, which is also nice. So a lot of holidays to be with family, like take time off. But anything else I would change? I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think I ever could. I ever could change. It's kind of uh, religion has kind of stayed the same. It's more how people practice that that has changed. Mm. What about like, I don't know if I should use the word sexism. But would you want to see more gender equality also? Yeah, but these are things that are like super clear. Well, clear. Eh, They're like, they're at least spoken about in like our religious books. So it's like everything is there. Like, yes, I would like, uh, I would like women to like, to, uh, to be able to read from the Torah on Shabbat or anything like that. But that's, you're, you're not really allowed. There are like there's a bunch of things that I would rather do, but there's things um, like it's only certain rabbis that that promote them. But if you like go digging, if you even when it, the the Torah speaks about gay people, it's like very specific on what you can do and what you cannot do. I don't know the exact specifics, but these are things that like it's super hard to to get around them. Yes, I wish I were they weren't there in the first place, which is why I think um even even more that religion is going to fade it's because our society is moving at a much quicker rate and honestly our our books and the things we valued so much in the past like they're they're super outdated they're completely outdated yeah yeah that's funny that was actually supposed to be my next question so (laughs) yeah i was i was gonna ask if you think that it is outdated like in 2022 like the torah and the bible i do think so so do you think so well it's just things like for example they say you can't use electronics on shabbat right but why that is like nowhere to be found right how do you know they wouldn't want you to use electronics on shabbat for example like there's so many things that just have like no applications in current day-to-day lives like things that things that questions we have these days that are like you're not going to go to the torah or to the bible to have them answered like their values, their stories, their messages, but for specific cases, like that's not where we're going to go searching for answers. Like we're, we're completely past that. So no, a hundred percent. I would never use that as a, as a reference. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's completely outdated. Yeah. Um, like it also makes me laugh sometimes on like Facebook and stuff when someone has like, I don't know, like it's like a political thing or someone has a question about something and then someone just comments like a bible verse like as their answer like as if that's like a scientific journal or like exactly exactly yeah I don't I don't know 
I don't know, but it's it's not somewhere I would go to to have my questions answered. Eventually, the less we need it, we don't need it for for values. We can get the values elsewhere. Like that's gonna come. That comes with parenting. It comes with uh, with schooling. It doesn't necessarily need to come from from religion anymore. We we grew past that. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and. Do you think that the world would be better without religion, or do you think that people would still find things to fight over? I think without religion at all, I don't know if I would say that it's better. It would be better. It would certainly be different. Yes, people are always going to find certain things to talk about, but at the end of the day, religion is like a high, uh, a high cause of a lot of wars and a lot of a lot of conflicts especially like with Israel. Mm-hmm. So without religion, I don't know. I feel like like religion is also just like a separation of people. Like people like go towards people that are similar to them, that believe similar things to them. So maybe it wouldn't be called, maybe it wouldn't have books like to refer to, but there could still be like communities that would form even without religion, communities with people who think alike, who believe in the same thing. And that could also lead to conflicts also. So I don't know. I don't think religion is the cause of all conflicts. It definitely isn't. But removing it, I think other conflicts would still happen. What do you think? Yeah, I'm like, it used to be a a stronger argument, I guess, like maybe in the early 2000s, like with like 9-11 and all this stuff with, um, you know, like in Afghanistan and Iraq, like most of the issues at that time were religion based. So there were a lot of people saying like, oh, none of this would be happening without religion. But right now, our current issues like like Ukraine and COVID and like inflation and all these things have like nothing to do with religion whatsoever. So I, I like I'm not really sure if like not having religion would actually make things better. Mm-hmm. Like when you say or when we say that religion causes a lot of conflicts, it's not only religion, but it's like people wanting more power, people wanting more control. So yeah, it's, it starts based off religion. That's what separates us. But at the end of the day, why are we fighting? It's because we want more power. We, wanna, we want more people to come to our side, more people to follow us and our rules and our beliefs and everything like that. So even without religion, there's still people who are going to want power. People are going to want control. So even if we're not separate, I think religion is just another thing that separates us. That's not necessary it's just like a, it's like one more thing to fight over yeah yeah I think that's how I think now maybe in the past it was a bit stronger mm-hmm. but I think yeah now that I see a lot of things arise that have absolutely nothing to do with religion yeah I, I do agree I think it's just like maybe one out of ten things that yeah. can like stir up the water you know or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. yeah to uh to end it off, I want to end it on a positive note. Let's so, try. <laughs> so for, for atheists or people that like want nothing to do with religion, what are some lessons from religion that they could adopt that, that will actually benefit their lives? Like even if it doesn't have to do with God or anything, just like practices or like things like that, that could improve their happiness and their lives. You're making it very difficult to end it on a positive note. But I'll, tr- I'll end it on an honest note. 
we'll say it, we'll say it that way. I think that there is a lot to learn from Judaism, but I don't think it's exclusive to the religion. I think that they could also find it elsewhere. I mean, I'm not here to convince atheists to believe in something, but at the end of the day, like I said, if you never know, if you never know what the answer is in terms of if there's a God or not, it's sometimes it is nice to believe in something. Sometimes it's nice to learn values that your parents don't necessarily teach you. You don't learn in school, uh, like treating, like we have, uh, we have uh, like a saying that you should treat others the way that you treat yourself. Like that's one that has resonated with me. There's, um, there's another saying in the Torah that says like, don't put a stick in front of a blind man for him to fall. So like, don't even if you do something behind someone's back um like like they're still gonna end up finding out like there's like certain things that are lessons that you just learn from the story so even if they're not true even if they're not real like who doesn't love like a good fiction book you know what I mean that's why we still read fiction it's still entertaining there's still something about it I don't like reading fiction personally but I know a lot of people do because it, it, it's nice to, to get away from the, we, the real world in, in a sense. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay. So let's try to, uh, <laughs> okay. No, you, no, you did mention some good things. Like, like you said, oh, treat oh. people the way that, that you would treat yourself. That's good. And not to do things behind other people's backs. I think, even atheists could benefit from doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it is being Jewish the only way that you can have access to those types of lessons? Probably not. So that's why it's very hard for me yeah. to to say, yes, there's lessons to learn from it. It's just, in all honesty, it's not the only place that you can learn these values or lessons or hear these stories. All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think that that is it's not a negative way to end it, right? So it's honest. I'm just being good. honest. It's good. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's nice to talk about things that you don't really have the opportunity to talk about unless it's like some school debate. So this yeah. is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't spoken about this in a really long time. Also. Exactly, exactly. You also don't know who you can talk to this about. Some people are super, like, take this super personally. So it's just about being open to new ideas and new possibilities, just hearing people out. Yeah, yeah well, thank you. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs>